welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it, and if the truth hurts, you bear it. Oh, and we're going to do some bearing today. Tonight. Yes, we're going to bearing ton. We're going to bearing see. We're going to bear up under the weight of the truth tonight. Yep. <laughs> you sound gonna, excited. You sound well, super excited. Well, one thing that we're not going to bear, you and me personally, we are not going to bear children. Oh, well done. What a great segue into the title of our of our week. Man. Y'all thought I we was are, sleeping. We getting professional with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are not going to bear children, and the title of this week's uh, podcast is Congratulations. You ruined Mother's Day. <laughs> don't, they, don't they just ruin it all? Oh. And what you, you know, could be thinking as we are... Releasing this the Friday after Mother's Day is that perhaps we're indicating don't be alarmed. That's perfectly normal, <laughs> that sound. What you might be thinking is that, oh no, who forgot to get Mother a gift? The answer is not us. That's not what we're saying. However, we've ruined Mother's Day because we have no way in our culture of any longer identifying Mother. We can't do it. They've no, taken everything away from us. They've taken everything. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I have a mother. That's good. This 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 makes me glad because it indicates to me that you're probably halfway reasonable, and that's that's excellent. Okay, I myself, I feel I have a mother. I don't know how about how about you? Yes, I I feel I feel like my mother, I have as well. <laughs> what are you, Yoda? <laughs> I just mixed I, up my words there. It's fine. Mm, my mother, I have as well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You do. In fact, we have the same mother. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. So saying your mom got old real fast to each other because. Super awkward. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, you know what? Yeah, it's that's my mom. Oh. You can't really make our mom jokes. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't, it doesn't land. <laughs> but in ruining Mother's Day, what I'm indicating is. Um, the trash garbage fire that uh, lit asunder um, when I believe we're talking uh, Thursday. I think it was Thursday when they had this hearing on Capitol Hill in uh, in the uh, Congress, which was a perfectly valid hearing about mortality, uh, the mortality rate for uh, births, particularly in the black community uh, for black mothers and. And I'm not here to do a lot of deep dive on the analysis of the mortality rate for birthing. Um, suffice it to say, in the United States, we have about 700 deaths every year uh, from childbirth or childbirth-related incidents. Um, 700. That was 700, uh, which statistically is a relatively small number when you compare it to the 3.7 million births. So... Just to put that in a light perspective, okay, that we were having, we were having time taken up in the legislative branch of governance in our country to address this incredibly overwhelming issue, um, and I'll just leave that part alone, okay? <laughs> Pause it, because what happened, what what happened was it was like. It was like the whole world decided to get stupid at one time. 
we decided to take the term mother, or shoot, even woman, and replace it with the term birthing people. <laughs> birthing people. Birthing person. I don't I don't know what they were trying to accomplish here. Like the, the more that I thought the, the more that I thunk about this, you know, it's like it, they want to try to restore dignity to people, but all, all they do is they just take it away. Like birthing Wait, are you saying birthing people is not dignified? I mean it's just like a it's like, oh look at that ant over there. Like it, it still looks like oh look at that birthing person over there. <laughs> like it almost sounds derogatory. Yeah, it reduces. Um, well, it basically reduces something to. I, I thought it was a. It's what we weren't doing. It's reducing something to its function. I thought right. that's what we weren't supposed to do. I thought that was particularly what we weren't supposed to do with females. Right. Ironically. I thought the female was not to be reduced to simply, like the stereotypical barefoot and pregnant model that we had circa 20s to 50s. I thought that wasn't the idea, right? Right. But now we're calling them birthing people. Now, all right, this is virtue signaling. Let's talk, we're going to talk about this some more. But first, I thought it might be good when we're talking about ruining Mother's Day to start with some word, <laughs> to start with some, some, some Bible. So Proverbs 1, 8 through 9 says this, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and don't reject your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland of grace on your head and a gold chain around your neck. I wonder if we should write in to uh, Solomon and be like, Yo, bro, it's supposed to be don't reject your birthing person's teaching. <laughs> I mean, what a disgusting... What a disgusting, hateful bigot he must have been to think that he had a mother. Certainly wasn't smart. All right. Here's what happened. Two reps in this hearing that was going on used the term birthing people or birthing person. First up, rep... Carolyn B. Maloney from New York said this, How does one of the most medically advanced nations in the world continue to fail black birthing people at such high rates? <laughs> and you first hear it, you're confused altogether. You're like, I don't know. Who are these people? <laughs> well, some sort of pod person? Just, oh bir gosh. Just a birthing person? How did you say it with a straight face, though? That's what I want to know. Well, it's how easier, did, it's easier when you say it with the mask on. Oh, the mask. She yeah. had the mask on, so that helped out a lot. Makes her more Underneath, serious. she was totally like, I can't believe these people fall for this stuff. Uh, and Rep. Corey Bush, who uh, who spoke about her personal experience, uh, which, you know, we're always saddened by someone having a hard, uh, a hard interaction in any way. Uh, it's always sad to watch someone have hardship. Um, However, I just want to just take a personal note. Uh, one person's personal hardship does not a uh, uniform group statistic make. So right. it's important to note some things like that. But you, anyway. You can't, you can't make a causation argument from a single variant analysis. You just can't do that. Life's too complicated, people. So you're saying correlation and causation should have some separation. 
Well, they they should, but you also have to factor in a multiplicity of factors, especially when you're talking about something as complicated as healthcare. I mean, you can't just. But uh, see, I watched Big Hero Six, and I saw I saw that healthcare was very simple. All we need is a fluffy marshmallow personal companion that inflates and is robotic, and healthcare is solved. But then they can't call it a healthcare person because <laughs> it's a because it's a robot. <laughs> it's a companion. Uh, I just want you to know, Jesse. I think of you as my personal marshmallow healthcare companion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point we should probably do a totally. as a, a like an introduction to who the heck we are, <laughs> besides two brothers that are also pastors. <laughs> that would probably anyway. Nessie, the here nor there, but not to be outdone. Oh, Rep. Corey Bush, not, poor Carolyn B. Maloney, who thought she was no, no. This is it, clearly the word of the day was passed around <laughs> in the old yeah, hall, yeah. in the old hall of Congress. In that group chat, Rep. Corey Bush said that one of the main focuses here was to protect black babies and to protect black birthing people now i am just i'm i i don't know why i mean i know what the point was the point was to talk about the mortality rate for um black i'm sorry i'm going to use a word that you may know mothers uh who give birth mothers um but it just feels because because you're you've you're coining this idea here in big public fashion it just feels weird that it's constantly attached to black here. Black birthing people. I'm like, gosh, guys, there's better ways to roll things out. If you want to roll out new ideas and words into the mainstream, if you want to make them mainstream, there's better ways to do it. There's just, there just are. All right, so why? Why, Jesse? Why are they doing this? Do you know why? Well, I, I, I know why they would say they're doing it. There's, they're saying... They're doing it to be inclusive of that large group of people that that would say that have a woman's body, but would say that they're actually a man. And so you can't call them mother because they think that they're a boy. And so it's 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 bigoted to call them something that they're not. So we have to coin a new term for this new infinitesimal minority. And we have to state it plainly and as seriously as we can in the halls of Congress. To signal to everyone around us that we know what's going on. Oh, I see. That's, that's why, that's it's why they do clear. it. It's all becoming clear. Would you say that this is a form of virtue signaling oh it's oh it's see it would be if there was any virtue actually in it oh it would be oh but, man i see what you did there but you know what oh, it's gosh. not it's just it's just tomfoolery plain and simple you gotta call it what it is I, i'd be lying if i said it was anything other than just absolute nonsense yeah yeah that brings us to our next point is why make a big deal out of this why is it a big deal well, one, because they decided to, to to have this hearing and to to push into the mainstream this idea of birthing people nigh unto a day or two before we would would be celebrating Mother's Day. Right. Mother's Day. Now, granted, Mother's people Day who is, actually exist. <laughs> yeah, 
granted, Mother's Day is a hallmark holiday, okay, in that it is a day uh, designed in a retail way, and I'm, I'm, fi- I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm great with it. I don't care because I think mothers, I, I, holding a biblical worldview, believe mothers are super important integral but what i wouldn't reduce a mother down to is a birthing person i mean i mean look it's it's because it's the same way i would look i would tell any any full man any full man can sire offspring right but it actually takes investment and work to be a father right right yep so so just because just because just because you, you, you got good swimmers in other words doesn't mean you're a father Clearly, in our culture, which experiences fatherlessness, you know what? What and you know what's really sad is there's a huge fatherlessness fatherlessness issue inside the black community. It's a huge, it's a huge issue. A a much bigger issue than the amount of tr- trans. I don't even know which word to pick. Well, sadly, it's a trans- much bigger issue than even the mortality rate among black women. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and we're having, but we're, you know what? I can't, I can't even, I can't go there. The focus here today is the fact that they've ruined Mother's Day. Mother's Day, they ruined it, soiled it. So a couple of things. Um, the reason we're making a big deal out of it is because it's insane. It is in, it is insanity to act this way. And when I say insanity, what I literally mean, it is unsoundness of mind to act this way. To, <laughs> to borrow a line from Raya and the Last Dragon, you must be dung of brain. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old, the old Raya the Last Dragon, dung of brain. It is. A, <laughs> it's, a, it's an entertaining movie. It's an entertaining movie. Yep, it really is. As long as the Uyghurs wasn't involved, I support it. You know, there is that one scene. They actually said they modeled the uh, one land in Raya the Last Dragon after one of the concentration camps in China. Uh, Being as they were right there and they had it as a model right in front of them bummer. in Disney, they decided to just go ahead and use that as a... Well, gosh, that yeah. they, they ruin. They really do ruin everything. Disney? Or the communists? No, it was the, the communists. But... <laughs> But also the people. <laughs> this is a complete digression. NBA and LeBron James. And oh pretty much everybody that takes money from Congress. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look, we can't do this. My mind's exploding in things so to say right now. So many let me, <laughs> let me reel that in. Uh, it is insanity. Here's what I mean. Genesis 127. Biblical worldview. God, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female he created them. So, uh, optionality here. Sounds like a pretty binary choice hmm. to, not to, you know, trigger anything, but. Yeah, you're triggering some stuff, all right. Um, but you're triggering all the right places. <laughs> but when it says he created them, doesn't that mean the multiplicity of genders? No, no, <laughs> no, it, uh, see back to episode four where we properly interpret, <laughs> yes, hermeneut- properly apply, hermeneut- her- properly apply hermeneutics is very important. I don't know if it's episode four, but you can go back and look, but that yeah, no, go back and look, uh, 
in case you were confused, in Genesis 5, 2, he's about to unload the generations after Adam, and he says, male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. Oh. So here, just to be clear, what the scripture is saying is man, man being the general term for humanity. And inside of humanity, God made male and female. So let's, if we're, if we're going to dumb that down, not that our listeners need I am so that. sorry. I don't know how to make that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you got it. Please simplify that even more. Boys and girls. And I know you guys are going to be like karyotypes and mutations and, and look here, 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 here's the thing. This whole place has been corrupted by sin. Of course, there are exceptions in form. Of course. Of course there are. The, the reality is, though, if you're allowing exception to be the norm, then what are you even doing? What are you, what are you even saying? Like, what are you saying at that point? Then there is, there is no normative anything. And if you're saying that, fine then 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 nothing matters it does nothing matters right, it doesn't yeah. matter the whole conversation is pointless at that point the reason it's a big deal is because god made and he made men and he made women and the two of them together perfectly display the the image of christ the image of god himself is displayed in the creation of man and woman Oh, look at that. Quoting Nayral, I actually, I actually nailed the reason why they do this insanity. What's Nayral again? New American Revised. Armenian <laughs> yeah. language. Armenian. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so that's not a Bible translation. Uh, I actually forget what Nayral stands for. Right, and because right. I'm now thinking of Armenians, I also now forget. <laughs> Curse you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's the Holy Moses. Uh, National Abortions Rights, Rights Act, Action League. Holy crap. Wow. So, uh, yeah, let's just deconstruct that. Abortion is not a right, it's murder. And, uh, there should never be the only action taken. A the only action involved in that word is to abolish it. That's so great. They should just rename themselves. But anyway, they, they say, quote, when we talk about birthing people, we're being inclusive. It's that simple. We use gender neutral language when talking about pregnancy because it's not just cisgender women that can get pregnant and give birth. Reproductive freedom is for every body. Oh, I feel like there were snappy fingers at the end of that. Everybody. Yeah. Or, like or, or, or maybe some clap emojis in there. You know? Definitely sass. Oh, my gosh. These Reproductive people, freedom. Are, You're the national abortion right. Right, yeah. How about the There's freedom to the, live? How about let's start with that freedom before we start making words up and applying them to people <sighs> that they shouldn't, pretending like it's some type of, you know... We use gender-neutral language when talking about... 
things that only girls can do. That's, that's, that's... We use gender-neutral language when talking about <laughs> pregnancy. Things only girls can oh do. Oh my gosh. See, here's just... the thing. Here's the thing. You don't need to use gender-neutral language if it's something only girls can do, because only girls have wombs. I don't, I don't know about you, Justin, but I... I'm not gestating a child. Not, no. No. Thank, and it thank God. It doesn't exist inside me. Oh my gosh. Talk about anti-science. I mean, this is just... Where the heck's is, it going to go? It's anti-common sense, but it's beyond that. It's anti-science. And, and that's, why, that's why we cannot... I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm going to go off on this in just a second. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is why, as Christians, we cannot let people try to bully us and call us anti-science because we believe that Christ is Lord. No, you are anti-science. Evolution doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's logically incapable of happening. And and two, they're they're just making up words and then saying that it's real. Like literally, at this point, only women can bear children. That is a truth. Tales as old as time. Like, I mean, like, seriously, the first thing... Did you just do Mrs. Potts? I did. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you. She, she, she was a beautiful character. She was a very good character. Anyway. Uh, but, but it's like, they're just literally making stuff up. To appease who? Like, I don't even understand. Like, they're, they're, there's... These people aren't even a voting block. Like, I mean, there's so few people... That this actually applies to that I don't even know what they're trying to say. You know what makes them a voting block, though, and here's here's what what is just is just so corrupt about it, right? What makes them a voting block is the eleventh commandment, right? Be ye kind. That makes them a voting block. Nice, because anyone who wants to consider kindness God without considering any of your second order consequences, like oh, I don't know, destroying women, okay. Right is is foolhardy not to mention like oh, no, 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 no. kindness in god's word never ever ever is void of the second and third order consequences that that being said what i'm trying to say is you are never kind despite truth you are kind because of truth right, yeah, which true. means you don't just give someone what they want you have to give someone what they need that is actually kindness that means sometimes they need a little bit of help and a good swift kick in the pants. <laughs> this is not the Mother's Day that they want, but it's the Mother's Day that they need. Okay, that was an attempt at Batman, just in case anyone was confused. I am so congested. My allergies are outrageous right now. I just have to say that. Besides, I don't think it was actually Batman that said that line. I believe it oh, was I Commissioner do that Gordon. Every time it was, it Commissioner, was Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. He's not the hero that they want. He's yeah. the hero that they need. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, I'm a dumb dumb. I'm dumb. But, yeah. But anyway, so... This, this is just a frustrating topic to talk about. This whole thing because is just it's so... All right, all right. Let's be clear. If you would like to have a baby, you're going to require, okay, a uterus and maybe, eggs. Maybe some ovaries in there, yeah. I mean, if you don't have a, these simple a things, pair of the fallopian tubes. If they don't, if they're not a part of your anatomy, you cannot carry children. It's it's insane. You have to have a pelvis that literally can split apart. You have to have a vagine. You have to have all of these. <laughs> sorry, I thought I could roll with it. You, you have to have all of these things in order to actually have a child. 
We have to bring you under church, church discipline now. Well, you know. It was the Vigine thing. Well, it was worth it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, I mean, there's there's so much to talk about it, but we we got, we got to reel it in. So, we... We do not, what we do not want to do here, and the point of this is that we don't want to be some type of, you know, sexist, chauvinistic males over here talking about, you know, w- just women being in the home or whatever. Uh, but but we do realize that because of because of the word of God, and because of how God has so clearly laid out the roles of men and women that women are vitally, vitally important in God's economy. They are they are an integral pieces without whom God's world, God's kingdom as he has as he has set it up for us to, to be working in and living in does not function. It just doesn't. Nope. It's absolutely true. The reason we're doing this is because mothers are important. Mothers are important. So important. I believe it was John Wayne, who I know has been canceled, so saying John Wayne, I know he's canceled. See episode uh, 20 on Gina Can- Toronto. Cancel, <laughs> that was actually episode 18, uh, 17? Doesn't matter. I literally make this stuff up. Nobody actually looked for that episode. <laughs> well, look for the episode. Just well, realize yeah. the number is The number right. is completely wrong. Um, uh, I believe it was John Wayne who uh, was approached uh, with the question of... of why why was uh, American culture so patriarchal? And his response was, more or less, what are you talking about? American culture has always been matriarchal. Everything that men have done in this country has been for women. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> here's the reality, all right? I hate that some-ish. I mean, because of women, bridges are built, roads are constructed, uh, uh, developments are designed. Strip malls exist. Whole industries are created. Why? Because it it allows the, a man to be productive and provide places and spaces for women to flourish. Yeah. And what men ultimately want is a a wonderful relationship with a woman. And if a man is making that harder, just I just a little pro tip. You're making it harder, guys. Okay. Don't be surprised why you don't have that relationship. That's that's the reality of of culture. Do you know you know this is completely off the cuff. Do you know that in the summertime there's that one uh there's that one billboard that they put up here here in South Jersey? And I every time I drive by it, I'm, I'm like how is this even allowed on the side of the road? But it's like for this heating and air conditioning company. Okay. And it talks about something like like your wife being hot or something like that. Yes. <laughs> like yes. I'm like how do they get away with that every year? But but I mean it actually it actually captures this idea that you're talking about is that and it's funny cuz you know my wife likes to be frugal with when the changes in the season happen she's reluctant to turn on whatever appropriate air conditioning or heater it is because it's too early and i look at her so and i blessed say, with wonderful wives <laughs> and i say babe i'm hot like i work hard so that so that you can be comfortable in the house with the kids i'm like turn well, let's the not day. go throwing like the word hard and work around to 
loosely. I'm kidding. You work very hard. Joke. <laughs> the reason that, the reason I go to work is so that we can have these things and use them. Like, like that, that's I mean, like turn the air conditioner on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that was this was that was one of the longest roundabouts, but that's where the uh, billboard went for Jesse. It was yeah, just connecting yeah, yeah. that, connecting that. Yes. Um, Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's it. It's the old poem: "The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world." Mothers build culture. Mothers train kings. Mothers cultivate leaders. Mothers make homes. Homes are the places where all of the greatest minds have come from. I ha I have that full quote, by the way. Did you, did you have the full quote for the hand that rocks? Yeah. Not the full quote. I, I actually, I have the whole poem up. Oh. I was going to read it at the end. Oh, I don't think, I don't have the. I have a quote, maybe not from the. I don't think it's from the poem. I have the original poem going back to the 1800s, but you can go. You go. You go. Let, let me go with this commentary then. Yeah, it said, and you tell me if it's the actual poem. And okay. Stop me. This says, she has a more influential and powerful role than any political, military, religious, or educational figure. Her words are never fully forgotten. If you were blessed with a good mother, you will enjoy the, the advantages for the rest of your days. If your mother neglected you and her responsibilities, unfortunately, the impact is almost certainly still felt today. Whether it's good or whether it's evil, a mother's impact is permanent. A child's mother is arguably the most influential figure in their life, giving credence to the old adage, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. What a absolutely apropos reading. And no, the poem is is a good is a good encouragement to our 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 birthing people i mean our mothers that we'll be talking that we're, we're trying to express uh very dear condolences that you are no longer existing uh but rather are simply birthing people we are you are the sum total of your innards and congratulations right. <laughs> what does that make us fertilization people <laughs> fertilization person all right don't run down that rabbit trail. I'm, I'm not. I'm really trying not so, to. So, <laughs> speaking to the specific culture building aspect, I wanted to uh, read what is oftentimes a problematic verse for some people to go through. 1 Timothy 2, 15, which says this, Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. I'll read it again. Uh, here, uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and speaking particularly about women in the church, and he says, Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. So, a couple of options here for this verse, right? One, giving birth to children actually saves you from the eternal damnation required for your sin against an eternally holy God. Well, this is why we never interpret a single, single verse. On its own. That's correct. So we're going to so have to go okay, ahead. I'm going to say, I'm going to decline. Okay, I'm going to decline good. on that. We're going to reject that interpretation outright uh, because salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm on All board right. with that. So that one can't quite work. Um, uh, here, it could also be meaning uh, that um, Christian women are actually always saved when they give birth to children. 
right? In a very maybe perhaps literal reading. Um, I believe I believe this is the ESB. If you were to read it directly out of the NASB, you might get that kind of flavor as they transliterated every word. Um, this this also has to be rejected because uh, not every Christian woman has survived childbirthing, and therefore that would make that interpretation also. And not every Christian woman can bear children. Yes, or will bear. This children. is also true. So we will rejected, disgraced. That's from Mulan. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we're going to reject that interpretation as well. What we're left with is an understanding of this verse uh, that actually transcends both of those, what I would say, rather simplistic uh, meanings. Um, Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Uh, they most clearly attributed to, attributed to the, attributed, attributed, it's a word, attributed to the women uh, here in this verse is speaking specifically about the woman continuing in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And she's displaying this specifically through what is legacy. This is a legacy verse. She is saved by continuing in her faith with love and holiness and self-control in the home culture. And what this means is that her her faith is preserved through the legacy she builds inside the home with her children. Mm. And what a overwhelming gift that is. Yep. This is why we can say that mothers build culture, that mothers train kings. This is why we can say that they cultivate leaders. This is why we can say that because the word of God indicates that. This is... Uh, for for all you Tulip fans out here, this would be a, a verse that really shares in the perseverance of the saints, right? As a as a mother perseveres as a a Christian woman, right? Particularly in her home with her children, she displays these aspects to her children, and what you see is her perseverance in the faith. She will continue in in living this way, and by doing so, she creates the generational legacy the generational wealth in the chain of grace from generation to generation. Well, ain't that better than a sex change? Oh, no. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's so much. I, I, I love Psalm. I believe, I believe it's Psalm 127 where, where it talks about uh, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children born in one's youth um it's a great song you know when you know when oh. they'll, they'll blessed is the man whose quiver is full yep and and, choo, 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 choo. and there's there's so much there right there's there's the idea that 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 children are not permanently in our home right yeah arrows when they are not in use are stored in a quiver but arrows are not meant to live in the quiver forever they are meant to be strung up and fired into the chest of our enemies, and that is ex isn't that yes. and isn't that exactly how we should be raising our children, right? And but but beyond that, you you have to fashion the arrow, you have to make sure its shaft is straight. You have to make sure the feathers are properly aligned. You have to make sure its tip is sharp. You have to make sure the quiver is adequate to to house and store it properly there's a lot of preparation 
that goes into making a fine arrow and that is that is the legacy that we're talking about when we're talking about mothers in the home shaping and building the culture of the family you know and it's like why would anyone want to trade that beautiful glorious role up for birthing people isn't isn't mother a far more glorious title than birthing people like what disrespect i mean i mean i mean where are the feminists on this i mean i mean come on like like (laughs) Uh, all these feminists fell off after the second wave feminism third and fourth wave feminism are all about this all about it well they're self-destructive my gosh it's they are they were literally oh my gosh I More just don't think I just can't watch Fallon Fox crush another woman all right in in mixed martial arts we are removing women from the equation equation and ladies I just want you to understand if you know someone who fights for the for the continued uh push for transgender women to be in the space of women regular women there just should be no surprise when the second and third order consequences come for them i mean there just should be no surprise when every record previously held by a woman in anything becomes held by a transgender woman You've, you've just... and, and if we continue down this path, there will not even be an asterisk next to the record. You will be erased. You will be replaced by a person who grew up with hormones that you could not possess. Yeah. And let's not even talk about the detrimental effects of giving estrogen in large quantities to men. One of the known side effects is cancer. Yeah, we probably should start that at, at what? I don't know, age. I don't know. 11, 12. We should probably start that then. That's a great idea, everybody. Ridiculous. Eight, seven. Terrible. Um, okay. I don't want to ruin Mother's Day. I want to affirm mothers. Okay? I want to affirm it. And I, I just, I couldn't let this one slide by. So coming across the newswire uh, was the fact that adoption has now become confused. I don't know if you've caught a lot about this uh but we we had we had some things and they're getting pushed a little harder now particularly through the biden administration um and how they inter how the administrative state under the biden administration interprets uh the laws um but i don't know for some reason i feel like a lot of people don't understand uh, the administrative state is the bureaucracy of our government that is unelected okay and often exists in a large lifetime per- perpetuity type of a role here all right, and most of the governance that comes down that you don't like happens from administrative states. It's not so much that Congress ever actually passed a law anymore. They've stopped doing that a long time. Passing laws means you actually could get voted in or voted out depending upon what your voting record is. Rather, if we can just pass this off to the administrative state, right? So you think administrative state, you think of things like um, the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah, they get to dictate a whole lot of stuff about what you can and can't do with your property or car, um, they, they get to dictate that stuff and it doesn't need to be legislated. 
All right, that's what I mean by the administrative state. So the administrative state can come in and start interpreting laws differently depending on the administration that they're under. All even, right. Even things, isn't this interesting? Even things like the Supreme Court, pe people who are appointed, not elected, and who in modern times have play an outsized role, and the reason that people are selected is so that Congress doesn't have to make those decisions. And a, a federal abortion law never would pass Congress. It wouldn't even pass Congress in 2021. It, it is too close of a vote. The nation is not settled on the issue of abortion. Not in any clear majority way. And yet, here we have the Supreme Court, a group of unelected officials, making a decision on a ruling that Congress never would have been able to, to exact. And now people are pretending like that's actually, you know, a real thing. For instance... But anyway, I digress. Yes. E so as the administrative states begin to interpret the, the laws under each administration that they that they exist under, one of the things that's being kind of provoked as we're speaking of mothers, speaking of mothers, uh, is is the adoption uh, the adoption um, industry in our country is being now pushed into two different categories, and I thought this was appropriate since we started with a congressional hearing on the uh, mortality rate for Black mothers. As we started with the mortality rate for, for black mothers, uh, so we can talk about uh, an area of adoption that, that seems to be interestingly hitting the, uh, the racial aspect of adoption. Uh, but what previously had happened also is that um, the, uh, the Biden administration was, was pushing laws that were going to force adoption agencies to require any adoptive parents uh, to... Uh, give consent to affirm whatever gender the child decides they are so i mean and this is this has got to be one of the most bass backwards things i've ever heard as a parent you would have to be willing to allow that child okay first of all children we don't allow them to decide which coat to wear outside on any given day all right but we're going to let them we're going to let them all right you know what it, you, your children couldn't voluntarily go into the COVID vaccine trials for children. You know what they needed? Parental consent. However, however, we're going to let them identify perhaps their chief, one of the chief defining characteristics that they will carry with them for their entire life, namely their gender. All right. You as a parent have to be willing to take that child and allow them to identify however they want in your home. So you're the parent but not really anymore. Right. And you can't, you, it, listen, here's the thing. I think that someone that is fighting against what their body is needs to be loved and cared for because they're fighting against the way they were made. That's what I, that's what I believe the word would tell me to, to be and to do. They can't, that's not, that's not a battle that ends in victory for anyone. Right. That's, that's what I know. And the uh, gospel brings, the gospel brings clarity. Eh, see, the Christian worldview, the Christian worldview is 
certainly sufficient enough to handle issues of issues of uh, gender dysphoria and and the whole nine. I mean, probably more equipped than any other worldview because our worldview goes always goes back to the core of who we are and our identity. It's just that our our worldview says that our we don't get to choose our identity. Our identity is decided for us in our very nature as humans, and that is sinful, rebellious, evil, haters hating, of God. Haters of God. That is our identity. And the only way that that is changed is through a great and mighty and beautiful and powerful work by sovereign God to open our eyes to see that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord over all. And, and that he died for our sins. And that he can right deep-seated wrongs within our bodies and within our minds and within our issues of wrestling with who we are. And he gives us a new identity. An identity far better than anything we could ever possibly imagine. An identity far better than any hormone can possibly give us. An identity far better than any surgery could ever bring. An identity far better than any, you know, birthing person, language, whatever the heck word you want to throw at it. And that is child of God. Yes and amen. So uh, when I say that, okay, and here's particularly what I mean as we're talking about adoption. If if an adult wants to war against creation in a battle that I I, I do not believe there is a they, they can be victorious in. If they want to have hormone replacement theory, therapy and they want to have um they want to mutilate their genitals. That 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 is a choice that they can make. Although I believe it is both horrendous and horrific. But I can tell you that adults have been making horrendous and horrific decisions for all time. But understand, we're talking about children here. We're talking about children. Impressionable. Children. Now, here's the other sick thing. For all time, adults have been making horrible and horrendous decisions about children. Enter in the other bureaucracy, the Department of Education. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) No, we're not doing that tonight. I cannot wait for a full-fledged podcast on that. We 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 have we did do two initially. Like our first two podcasts were education. Oh, I've got at least three or four. I got at least three or four. <sighs> um, the, so, so that's that, that's that's the transgender issue creeping into adoption. Now, here's this. This is all besides the point. Can I just explain something to you? The uh, waiting list. Now, it, it turns out that that a Christian adoption services are the largest adoption services a, across the nation. Never right. would have guessed that. Namely, Catholic Charities, uh, Bethany, uh, Bethany Adoption Services. These these are are, are cr- Christian based. Okay, I'm using the general term for Christian based. Okay, um, organizations, because uh, adoption is is very much prevalent inside of the Christian community. In fact, most hospitals and and orphanages and adoption agencies were began and run by Christians, uh, directly born out of the reality that. Every person is adopted into the family of God by grace alone. It was literally, it's literally part of the history if you are a follower of Christ, a biblical Christian. 
That's right, George Mueller. We haven't forgotten you. Absolutely not. Um, and in in saying that, what I what I want you to understand the waiting lists for adopting children are are thousands deep. Uh, the Bethany Bethany Ministries, we're about to talk about, is uh, is cutting off uh, applications uh, in September as of September this year because their waitlist is too long. And here's the reality: Do you know why the waitlists are that long, Jesse? You might be able to venture a guess. Why are the waitlists so long for adoption agencies right now? Uh, I actually don't know where you're going with that. Well, it's because all the babies that would be adopted are dead. Uh, we have killed them through abortion killed them you have you it's such a disingenuous argument you're just about you're not pro-life you're pro-birth holy crap do you know how many people are sitting around waiting desiring a child and they cannot get one i was literally told me and my wife have been thinking about adoption i was literally told that i haven't i have until september to fit to to ask any questions get them all answered finish the process and get signed up i have until september wow insane so so let's let's just be let's be real as we're talking about this so here's let's not be disingenuous so let's be uh, now let let me give you this let me give you some more okay so just recently that was the transgender issue that's actually that's actually uh, i mean much of that is still being fought but it's it's that's over that's going on over over a year now they've been trying to push that onto uh all the christian agencies You, you have to be transgender affirming now bethany ministries uh um the Catholic charities are 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 saying uh no that's not something no we're not we're not we're not doing that that's you imposing on our religious beliefs by the way that's a whole government thing right there but Bethany 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 adopted services said okay we're going to go along with it all right that that now first of all that's strike one in my book of a Christian adoption agency but then recently, Way to fold there, Bethany. recently they went an, into another interesting and, and sad adoption. As we're speaking here about mothers uh, and and children and adopting here, here here's what here's what recently came out <clears throat> just this past week. Speaking about her organization's startling new report, Bethany Christian Services Vice President Sherry Williams told the AP, that's the Associated Press, that allowing white families to adopt black children from the foster care system quote, can cause a lot of harm to children of color, end quote. As a result, Bethany... So where we left off before the computer died was this. Uh, We had just read this quote. I'll read it again in case, well, some of it was missing from the original recording. Speaking about her organization, starting to report, Bethany Christian Services Vice President Sherry Williams told the AP that allowing white families to adopt black children from the foster care system, quote, can cause a lot of harm to children of color, end quote. As a result... Bethany, one of the largest adoption agencies in the country, favors, quote, overhauling the Multi-Ethnic Placement Act, which bars racial discrimination in placing a child into an adoptive family. The Multi-Ethnic Placement Act literally was created to bar racial discrimination in placing a child into an adoptive family. That meant that a white family couldn't come and say, I don't want a black baby, and a black family couldn't come and say, I don't want a white baby. That's what the whole act was supposed to stop But they want to overhaul that, right, because, and we'll continue on in the article here, as part of its, quote, long journey toward becoming an anti-racist organization, speaking of Bethany, speaking about uh, Bethany uh, services, Bethany services, 
Uh, Bethany's leaders now believe a child's race should be considered, quote, as part of the best interest determination for child placement. So what we've got now is a, a Christian adoption service uh, saying that what needs to be factored in is what needs to be factored in uh, to the adoption process is race. So a, now look, here's what, here's my problem with this. What this doesn't factor into, and here's the most important thing. Is the couple going to be a good family? Are they set up to be parents? That's what matters when adoption happens. I thought that's kind of like the whole thing. Isn't that the whole thing? That's the whole reason you go through that entire process. Like I mean, as far as I'm concerned, without that, what's the point? Right. There's yeah. no point. All right. So here's here's the thing. If you are if, if they have determined that you're going to be a going to be good parents, it doesn't matter. What what's important here is not that the child has a certain melanin level. What's important is that the child gets a family. Yep. Because up until this point, the child has no parents. And sociologically speaking, if you would like to see uh, measurements for um, aptitude and success uh, go up, you know what you're going to look for first? Hey, did they have uh, did they have two parents in the home? Yeah. You would not believe what that does in the life of a child. It's the single greatest predictor for almost any outcome you could possibly think of. Any positive outcome. Any positive outcome. Now, now we're, we're not for single variant analysis here, but we're, not all, we're also not saying causation. We're saying that the greatest correlative factor for a child's success and well-being are two parents in the home. Not even two stellar parents, just two parents. Goodness gracious. Now we're saying that those parents have to be the exact same melanin level as the child that does not have any parents. We're just making stuff up. The amount of things being made up in this podcast is absolutely insane. And, the, and like, for who, for what? All right, so another from another AP article, um, another AP article, which will be linked in the notes, um, entitled, Many Say Now, I, I have to remember the title of this article is before I... Uh, I don't want to misquote the AP article. The title is, Many Say Now is the Time to Fight Racial Bias in Foster Care. Now, this is speaking about foster care, which is different than adoption, okay? And I will 100% agree on that. And foster foster parents should also be equivalently vetted so that they are going to be good homes for those children that make that home, make that place their home for whatever time length it is, all right? Here's a quote from this article. Bias and racism are widespread in the child welfare system. Black children are taken into foster care at a disproportionately high rate and languish longer before being adopted, reunited with parents, or aging out of the system. And here's the problem with the article. What it doesn't ask is why. Why? Yep. Why? why is that the case? That the case. Pay no attention to that sound. Everything is fine. No one become alarmed. Here's here's the thing. I want I want us to recognize uh, that that there are mothers and fathers and mothers and fathers. Okay, that are able to have children, make families. And here's the thing: if you are a a, a biblically minded woman, you will mother 
You will mother because it is part of your nature. Whether you have given birth to children or not, if you are a biblically minded man, you will father. Whether you have have children or not, these are these are displayed in you rightly living out. It, it's part of the Imago Dei. It just is. He is, God is called our father for a reason. Because it matters. Because it's so fundamental to the human, I don't want to say the human experience, but it's so fundamental to human flourishing that we have this understanding of fathers and mothers and who we are. It all goes back to the identity thing that we were talking about earlier. This, this, these, these concepts in, in adoption regarding children, they made me, they hearkened me back to Jesus's words in Luke 17, one through two, which says this, and he said to his disciples, temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. I, I don't think people taking into it that have been charged with the care and placement of children have ever considered the fact that when they make blanket statements that it will affect the outcome for that child, they are responsible for their actions. Heavily responsible. And it's not me they're responsible to. These are not my rules or my words. My rules and my words would be far, far, far more uh, capricious and foolish. These are God's words. I mean... Anyone, anyone is responsible for that. The father who walks away from his family is responsible for that just as much as the person placing that child into a home. And it, it, it is indiscriminate in that way because it, we're all talking about the, the, the child. The child is the focus of that. And it's, it's leading, leading them astray. I believe the context was to, um, I believe the context was to ferret. I think Jesus was talking to the Pharisees at that point. Religious leaders had had some questions regarding Abraham, right, right, things, things of that nature, and descend, and descendants. It's it's a leadership. It's a, it's the leading. It's the leading of oh, uh, it's it's the destruction of the creative order. Yep. And this is what we're doing. And we are separating over things like melanin, and it is and we're separating. We're we're, we're crushing women. They can't be mothers. They have to be birthing people. It's like, it's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming to think, to fathom the levels of depravity we're just running to. The cognitive dissonance here is astounding. Look, we believe that there are mothers, and we believe that mothers were given uh, one of the most integral pieces of creative mandate. We believe that in the home, the man was supposed to create a space where women could flourish and thrive into their biblical, God-given, creative order. And in doing so, women have one of the, they possess the ability to give birth to life. And, and they, they should be allowed to flourish in that. Right. So uh, we've 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 talked we've talked a good bit uh, here tonight, and I I wanted to I did I wanted to end with this poem. This is the this this is the poem, the original poem of the hand that rocked the cradle rules the world by William Ross Wallace, um, who lived from 1819 to 1881. Let me read this poem to you: Blessings on the hand of women, angels guard its strength and grace in the place, cottage, hovel, oh no matter where the place. 
Would that never storms assail it, rainbows ever gently curled. For the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Infancies, the tender fountain, power may with beauty flow. Mothers first to guide the streamlets, from them souls unresting grow. Grow on for the good or evil, sunshine streamed or evil hurled. For the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Woman, how divine your mission, here upon our natal sod. Keep, oh keep the young heart open always to the breath of God. All true trophies of the ages are from mother love imperiled. From the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Blessings on the hand of woman, fathers, sons, and daughters cry, and the sacred song is mingled with the worship in the sky, mingles where no tempest darkens, rainbows evermore are hurled, for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Wow, what a beautiful, what a beautiful poem. Dang, go on. I honestly wasn't expecting that. You weren't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. Oh. <laughs> Ladies. We think your value is far more, far more greater than any part of our culture currently values you because our value for you is placed incredibly onto the, the, the word of God. God has made you to bear up his image yep. in ways only you can. To sharpen the arrows, to straighten the shafts, to place the feathers, to quiver them up. That's the wonderful, beautiful, amazing opportunity to build our culture into something better than this godforsaken mess that so, we're in right now. So may we as Christians take up that call. May we gladly accept the challenge, right, to establish firmly mothers, whether you are a mother, if you are a single mother, we love you. We love you and want you to flourish. You are not a birthing person. You are a mother. Your hand rocks that cradle. The church should be a place that is building places for, for single mothers to grow up. And my goodness, should also be a place where single mothers find care and compassion. Amen. I don't know. I don't know what much more there is to say. I think, uh, I think at this point, we would like to encourage you very clearly on one very important task. And that is to take these truths that we have spoken tonight. Map them onto your life. Uh, hold high the word of God. Treat with love, honor, and dignity those mothers in your life. And as always, seize the faith.